Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Do The Woo, episode 87. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Doing good. I like it that we're so inclusive of all, all ages. Yeah, I was going to add in like, uh, you know, monsters and Klingons <laughs> and, um, you know, whatever, stormtroopers. By the way, I know the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. Nobody sent any hate mail Bob's <laughs> way for me, including both of them in that example. Anyway, I hope things are good with you. Things are good with me. I'm super excited to get into this show, especially because we have Colin Daniels with us. But before we do all of that, I want to say thank you a million times over to PayPal because, hey, they have paying for and it's super easy to throw onto your site. Super amazing. And it's something that you should try out if you haven't tried it out. So PayPal, thank you. And everybody else, go download uh, the PayPal plugin and install on your site. Super easy to do. There's no reason not to do it uh, if you're doing e-commerce. And also WooCommerce. Now, I know many of you on a WooCommerce podcast may not know what WooCommerce is, but today I'm here to tell you. All you have to do is go to WooCommerce.com to check out WooCommerce, and you can also check out the latest update on the mobile app. Um, You can now add products, simple, uh, grouped, and all other types of products using the WooCommerce app. So, Check that out. Download it. It's free, isn't it, Bob? Yeah, it is. So can't go wrong there. Because it's crazy. How does how is WooCommerce even free? Nobody yeah. knows. It's wild. <laughs> the magic of open source. Anyway, without further ado, um, I just want to welcome Colin Daniels to the show and uh, and ask you, because I'm super curious, how do you do the Woo? Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Grenade, and we make products uh, for WooCommerce. That's simple enough. Um, I dig it. Uh, and so, specifically, you you uh, you work on uh, you work on Foo events, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, so we've got uh, two products. Um, one of them, uh, which is our, our first uh, successful product, is Foo Events, uh, which is an event and ticketing platform uh, extension platform for WooCommerce. And um, the other product um, is a software as a service point of sale system called Foo Sales. Cool. So I, uh, I would love to get into... Um exactly what those products do and are so that everybody can kind of know a little bit about Foo events and Foo sales. But before we do, um, we'd love to hear about your journey to become a WooCommerce person um, and to build a products company uh, and now a product as a service company um, based on uh, open source e-commerce. So how did you get started and, and what's what's kind of your origin story? Well, I think it goes back, uh, predates WooCommerce. Um, I was quite an early adopter of WordPress um, back in 2003 um, when I was still a student. I you know installed one of the first betas and started playing around with blogging um, and then proceeded to help friends and family set up blogs and got into a bit of freelancing at the time just to make an extra buck or two. Um, and then my career path kind of merged into digital publishing 
um, and I went to work for a couple of media companies um, and helped them sort of commercialize and set up blogging and multimedia platforms based on, on built on WordPress, which at the time it was very early days and it was kind of uh, quite a taboo, you know, WordPress was just seen as a blogging platform. So to get like listed companies to accept it into their kind of realm and open source, you know, to be accepted was quite a big deal. So it required a lot of education back then. And then kind of fast forward uh, to uh, 2012, um, when I started uh, Grenade with my co-founder, Robin, um, and we, we started as a um, digital agency. That, that's how Grenade started, which I think is a, a common theme amongst many of your listeners. And um, we basically became uh, experts in, in WordPress and WooCommerce. Um, and, you know, uh, focused mostly in the media, um, entertainment and publishing space. That was re- where we specialized and helped a lot of brands build sites on WordPress and WooCommerce. And basically, you know, we, we saw a lot of opportunities. We got a lot of feedback from clients in terms of uh, extensions that they needed. And, and we just couldn't find them in some cases. Um, so we dabbled in a bit of products. Um, most of them failed. But uh, through events... Um, you know, was one that really stuck. And that was based on a client need for a a ticketing extension. And we couldn't find one that met all their requirements. And uh, that's when we decided to just build our own. And uh, the client was incredibly happy with it. Uh, It was just a single plugin at that stage. And we decided uh, just to put it on Code Canyon and and see if anyone would buy it. And, uh, you know, the, the uptake was amazing. And it's kind of evolved from there into eight extensions now. So it's it really is its own platform. Um, and we've recently added a booking um, extension so that people can also sell uh, bookings and reservations on their sites. Cool. You know, one of the things, and this is, and I, I think we're going to kind of go back and forth between these two products because the Foo Sales and the Foo Events. And uh, I know you had mentioned the whole idea of omni-channel, they, you know, coming into that whole concept. And I I know I talked to somebody a couple, three years ago about that. First of all, what have you learned specifically about that with Foo Sales? And secondly, with Foo Sales being a point of sales instrument, what has played out with that particular product over this last year with the challenges? Mm. Yeah, it's a great question, Bob, and it's something we never really antici- anticipated when we um, launched Foo Sales. Uh, so if I just take a, a step back in terms of how, how Foo Sales came about, uh, about a year after we had launched Foo Events, um, we were sort of browsing for ideas and, and we came across um, many of the, the WooCommerce community um, that were sort of asking for a point of sale system for WooCommerce, which nothing existed. So the basic origins was to build an app-based native point of sale system for WooCommerce. So that that idea came about in about 2016, um, but it took us until 2018 to to launch the product. And um, yeah, the concept was that it it needed to just be a simple native app-based point of sale system for WooCommerce that would allow um, store owners to capture um, orders, edit products, do very basic kind of things like that in a in a much nicer interface than if you had a computer in front of you at your store, for example. So we launched the free beta for that in uh, 2018, um, basically to collect feedback and to try and get product market fit. 
Um, and that was a very useful experience. So it was free for a number of months whilst we figured this all out. And uh, some of the things we learned was that firstly, people were very suspicious of a free points of sale system, which was, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense now. I mean, you know, how can it be free? How are they making money? It, it's obvious. And can I trust them? Because it's it's something I'm building my business on, essentially. So that was one of the things. And then the other thing was that people wanted more enterprise uh, functionality in the points of sale system. So, you know, we thought that just having a basic, you know, nice, easy to use app-based interface would be enough. And um, ultimately, we learned that, uh, you know, the the market was hungry for more hardware integrations, payment integrations, um, different teller management, store management, all these things that, you know, were way out of our comfort zone at the time. Um, And... uh, but it told us that we were onto something. So what we've really seen materialize over this past year um, is obviously there have been some weird months where you know stores were kind of shut down throughout the world and you kind of wonder if uh, life is ever going to return to normal and whether they'll ever need points of sale systems again. But we've seen two very distinct types of um, customers uh, emerge um, uh, that are starting to use food sales, which is very interesting. Um, the first kind of group are existing WooCommerce online store owners that are looking at um, moving into the kind of real world environment, physical environments by opening up pop-up shops or selling their goods at fairs or things like that. And and that has started to to pick up again. That, that did go very quiet in the middle of the year, but we're starting to see a lot more people moving their online stores into physical stores, either for promotions, for promoting their brand, or just to reach more customers, which makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so that's really picked up. And then the other interesting one are new businesses that are looking for solutions. So they're not, they don't necessarily even know about WooCommerce. They, they're looking at launching a new business. They might have been laid off and they've had a few business ideas and they're looking for something that can essentially allow them to um, sell online and also sell, you know, in person. And that's how they've come a, a, about through sales. So it's interesting. We thought that Woo, WooCommerce would be the gateway, but in actual fact, people find through sales and some of them, it converts them into WooCommerce. So it's very exciting for the growth of WooCommerce uh, in the sense that, you know, something like through sales, and obviously there are other uh, services that can do similar, it's it's turning WooCommerce into, you know, a legitimate um omni-channel e-commerce um, platform. Um, so there's there's a lot of scope for growth there that we've seen. And um, as I mentioned, you know, we've decided to double down on, on integrating, doing real enterprise points of sale types of integrations with things like card payment systems, um, scanners, cash drawers, um, print thermal printers, all these types of things, which we never anticipated doing. And um, at the moment, FooSales is uh, on three platforms. We've got a web version that was also based on customer feedback. We didn't think that there would be demand for a web version. We thought people would just use their WooCommerce site. But uh, a lot of stores, you know, would be running cheap kind of netbooks, and they want a, a much nicer point of sales experience than, you know, back end of a of, of uh, WooCommerce. And then we've got native apps for iPad and, and Android tablets. This episode is brought to you by WooCommerce. You may just be starting your journey as a Woo Builder or will into that journey. Or perhaps you have WooCommerce talents that you want to bring to a team as you look to make a switch in your career. WooCommerce has several roles open that will likely fit your own goals of growth. 
You'll be joining the larger Automatic team, a diverse and distributed group of individuals with a passion for WordPress and, yes, in many cases, WooCommerce. If you are looking to make that career pivot and love working from home, check out all their positions over on our job listings at dothewoo.io. Trust me, I know the company. I know a lot of the people there. It's a smart move. Thanks to WooCommerce.com and their support as a community sponsor. Now let's head back to the show. Yeah, I think we've talked about this on previous shows that that there's this really interesting trend to make your WooCommerce site your point of sales um, and to integrate very closely with your with your web uh, your website or your web store. And part of that is inventory management, right? That's super hard for a physical store that wants to go on uh, online or an online store that wants to go physical. And I think I've also seen this trend uh, that there are a lot of people that are starting to build out um, pop-up shops and the like. So uh, it's super interesting um, uh, from from a web sales perspective. I'm curious what you're seeing on the event side too, because this is another, unfortunately, you have two two businesses that um, have had to adapt in in uh, in a very interesting time. And so I'm curious how maybe the online events um, stuff has changed uh, and and what you're seeing seeing there as well. Yeah, well, I, I think for us, um, it was interesting because within a space of two months, we had our best sales month and our worst sales month. Uh, in our history. So that, that was something I never thought that I would see um, happening. But yeah, literally in, in, in February, um, you know, we hit our first kind of record. We've had a ser- series of record months for few events this year and got all excited. And then, you know, by um, by April, um, it was already, you know, we had some some sleepless nights. And yes, 100% right, Mendel. Uh, both our products rely on um, either you know, in-person types of activities. And um, that's something that we've really had to adapt to. Um, and with few events, especially, we very agile as a company. And once we saw what was happening in terms of lockdowns happening around the world, and we could see our sales starting to drop, we made a very quick call that we needed to move into virtual events. So um, with a spa- within a space of about two to three weeks, um, we managed to build in Zoom integration into FU events. Um, and that was that was a really big move for us um, because it, it required, you know, we had never really considered that. It wasn't even on our roadmap up until that point. It hadn't really even been requested that people would want to sell tickets on their own website for uh, virtual events. So that was, uh, that I would say, one of the biggest moves we made in the early part of this year. And um, it's worked incredibly well for us. And one of the trends now that we've seen on that, that front is that um, obviously virtual events are all the thing and, and will probably be around for a long time. But we're also seeing people uh, changing their business models, events organizers, conferences, actually changing their business models now where they will, in the future, be able to sell, you know, tickets for their physical events, and um, instead of just capping capping it at that, they'll be able to sell tickets for, you know, a virtual stream at the same time. Which, you know, I think that's one thing this pandemic has taught us is, you know, uh, the borders have definitely been dropped, um, so it will allow anyone to attend events uh, that aren't allowed to, that can't um, make it in, in person. 
I, I always think that that's, that's interesting how adversity sometimes strengthens business models, right? Um, in your case, it seems like it's, it's created some resilience, right? That you've, you've actually created a new opportunity for yourself in business. And you've also figured out how to harden your business against future, um, future issues that might impact in-person events. And as we know in the past, you know, however many years, um, whether it's, uh, terrorism or whether it's um, uh, natural disaster, or whether it's uh, a pandemic, there are new challenges, unfortunately, for in-person things. Um, and, uh, and it seems like a really awesome call to, um, to, to fortify your business in that way. Um, I've seen this happening in uh, local businesses too, you know, so uh, restaurants that are, or bars, you know, that start to sell the flour from their um, their providers to to sell baking goods and things like that um, out of the front of their shop, and they're figuring out how to adapt in the face of of uncertainty. And I I think um, I think that's a a really cool way to go about things, and also probably the sign of of a business that's here to stay. So that's that's super cool to uh, kind of hear how you've you've adapted the business. Yeah, thanks. I, I agree with you. And I think another example of that is uh, with our new booking extension that we launched. We are in the process of also integrating that with, with Zoom. And that will then allow anyone from consultants to telemedicine to be able to, to yoga studios, Pilates studios, that type of thing, to be able to um, sell bookings for, for virtual events um, or, or virtual one-on-one in um, in, uh, sessions. So yeah, 100%. It's, for us, it's also been very encouraging to see how these types of businesses have adapted because it's one thing for us to adapt, but you know, an event organizer that maybe organizes four in-person events a year, when, when something like this pandemic hit them and, and they didn't have any contingency plans, you know, you think, well, you know, you're dead. You're dead in the water. But we've really seen the true resilience, uh, especially of small businesses globally, because our, you know, we've got customers all over the world. And it's been so encouraging to see how they've adapted their business models. Firstly, by starting with, say, a virt- running a virtual event instead of fully canceling their physical event, but now to see them planning, you know, running different streams of virtual and physical events uh, into the future. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing how resilient as, as human beings we really are. Now you're a hotshot now, but before you were um, bootstrapping your own business. So how did you get from bootstrap business, uh, focusing on only agency stuff, to to actually selling products? Yeah, I think it's it's been a very tricky road. Um, you know, we 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 started the agency because it, it was easy. It required very little capital, and I think for for many of us out there, it's a great way to get into WooCommerce and WordPress into the community. You know, if you wanted to start your own business, it's probably one of the easiest, cheapest ways to do it is, especially if you've got some contacts, some clients, you get money in immediately and you get to learn and see opportunities. So, you know, that's, that's why we did it in the first place. Our heart always told us that we wanted to do products. And um, the challenge though was how did we get there without capital? And I think that's something that many listeners uh, face. We've always enjoyed bootstrapping. We've enjoyed being, you know, in control of our own destiny. So when the opportunity came with with Fu events starting to hit some traction and we, we moved it across to our own um, 
website where we started selling the plugins instead of just on a marketplace um, and really starting to market using, you know, AdWords and um, Facebook advertising, concentrating on SEO, the, the usual things. The revenue started to come in, but now it was about balancing the scales because we had an existing client base on the agency side, you know, we had retainers in place. So it was a very tricky and slow moving act where we had to um, put, start to put more time into our products um, without losing too much of, of the agency revenue. <laughs> but, you know, I'm happy to say that we, you know, kind of finally have arrived at that point where we, we didn't need that revenue anymore. Um, but it required us to make quite a few sacrifices. I mean, we we closed down our office, um, our physical office in, in 2017, downsized a little bit too, and uh, went completely remote and uh, distributed, which has helped us in these times too. I think having practiced for the last three years has really put us in good stead for what happened this year. But yeah, it required a lot of um, changing our processes, um, finding different tools, you know, things like Slack and Zoom. And we were quite early adopters of, of those different project management systems. Um, and then also balancing time zone differences because we, you know, we spread across North America and, and um, South Africa. So um, it, it hasn't been an easy task. I think the, the cash flow has been probably, you know, one of the trickiest things to manage because you're dealing with completely different business models and, Obviously, when you're an agency, you're selling your time. And, um, you know, if you're busy, it doesn't leave you with much time to focus on your products, but you need that time to, to, be, to build your products so that they eventually become your main revenue stream. So it's, it's been a work in progress, um, but, I, but I can honestly say it's been, a, it's been a very rewarding journey. And I think if we hadn't done the agency thing, we wouldn't have seen the gaps in the market. We wouldn't have learned from our customers who uh, gave us the ideas for our products essentially so um yeah you know i want to i i hate to be flipping around back and forth to these products but uh with foo sales i was reflecting on what you said as far as kind of the new businesses that are looking at both of your products and it seems as if now before with point of sales People may be, you know, maybe they had a brick and mortar. How do I use a point of sales here? How do I use it as I get more mobile or whatever? But now you've got this entirely new industry of people starting up at home. And when we go back to whatever normal is at that point, that could almost bring an uptick in that particular product because those people that are working at home may not be, yeah, they don't want to go open up a brick and mortar shop somewhere, but they may be looking at other opportunities, like you said, whether it's uh, events or something where they can sell at. So that could possibly be a future trend moving back up is a whole new industry of people saying, how do I get out there and make in-person sales, but without having to rent or lease a building to do it? Exactly, Bob. And I think, um, yeah, if, if one one good thing comes out of this pandemic, it's um, it's that it's encouraging people to be more entrepreneurial. You know, I think um, all of us, even people with day jobs, have had a lot more kind of uh, time to think at home, um, to to think about opportunities that they might not have had if they were sitting at a desk in a busy you know office public office space, uh, for example. Yeah, I think you know, obviously we we're not through. Um, 
the dark times just yet, and we've still got to get through this this pandemic. But I'm really optimistic and excited about the future for for the world um, and for for businesses as a whole because I think there's uh, there's going to be a lot of exciting businesses that we're going to see being built now and in the next five years. You know, are going to be the new Googles, for example, um, that have come out of this adversity. And I think what's very exciting for us as WooCommerce builders is that you know we're building for an incredibly popular platform that still has so much room to grow. I mean, we've seen huge growth in, in e-commerce platforms in general this year because of people launching their stores. But I think for us as builders, adding products and services on top of WooCommerce, um, there's there's an incredible amount of opportunity. And if I just use the point of sales example, I mean, here you've got um, uh, you know WooCommerce, which has millions of online stores, uh, people running their online stores on it already. That are you know thinking about you know pop up shops markets being able to just out of their car run a business pull out an iPad and, and make some sales running on WooCommerce I mean it's you know you wouldn't have imagined this five years ago for example and the best part is that uh, the, the, one of the biggest advantages that WooCommerce has over say a traditional points of sale system is that you've got this incredibly active community and. Um, literally thousands of extensions built for it, which, you know, um, a, a traditional points of sale system uh, can't compete with. And, um, and, you know, that's one of our biggest challenges as a business is how do we integrate with the popular ones? Because that's what people want. They, they want integration. So that's definitely something we're going to be focusing on. We've also seen huge demand for um, advanced integration with Foo events on the Foo sales side. So people want to be able to actually, you know, have kind of like a box office solution where they can sell um, tickets for their events or their theme park or museum or, or whatever it may be um, online on their own website, but then also be able to to sell tickets at the door and have them printed out. Um, you know, that's something once again in the past year uh, we wouldn't have imagined that there would be such an overlap between our two products. But I think it's it's all got to do with what's happening in the industry and these trends and all these new businesses um, that are just emerging. And um, it's it's created a whole bunch of opportunities for all of us. Thanks to our sponsor, PayPal. In time for the holiday season, PayPal has launched a new pay later option called Pay in 4. This means that your clients can offer their customers the option to purchase over time in four interest-free payments. This feature is one of two options from PayPal for Pay Later, with the other being PayPal Credit, which gives store customers more purchasing power through flexible and transparent choices in how and when they pay. The second option is subject to consumer credit approval. So offering these payment options is good business. Did you know that 64% of consumers surveyed say they're more likely to make a purchase at a retailer that offers interest-free payment options? And 56% of consumers that responded agree that they prefer to pay a purchase back in installments rather than use a credit card. Well, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Clients can grow their sales and get paid up front with no additional risk or cost. All you need to do is download the PayPal checkout extension on the Marketplace at WooCommerce.com. Just head on over, click Marketplace, and search for the PayPal checkout. Suggesting that to your clients will certainly open up sales opportunities for them. Thanks to PayPal for being a community sponsor for Do The Woo. And now let's head back on over to the conversation. 
Well, now I'm I'm going to ask you something that's going to put you on the spot a little bit, but um, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people are looking for um event solutions, and I, you know, sometimes they go to places like the events calendar and things like that, right? And ticketing solutions. Yeah. Uh, th- then you know, on on the POS side, you know, Oliver POS and other types of POS that are available, mm. and and you can get them from Code Canyon, you can get them from WooCommerce.com, you can get them from uh, you know, all of these different places. Um, wh- why, why foo events? Um, why foo sales? What, what's, um, I guess what's cooler and better about your product? Um, what differentiates you because, and, and I'm not asking this to be super obnoxious and ask you to define yourself. The reason I ask is because I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding the different benefits of the different platforms. Um, and I, I don't think everything's made for everybody, right? Um, and so, uh, so it's a it's a cool opportunity for people to hear straight from you what makes your software special. Great, no, it's a it's a very good question. Um, if I could maybe start with few events, I think what makes few events so special is that it's actually it's not just a plugin or extension; it's it's a platform, which is which is something quite unique. So, as I said, it's got there's eight extensions for few events, so it's incredibly flexible. So, we find you know we've got we've got over ten thousand customers using it for just about everything under the sun. It constantly amazes us what what solutions people can um, hack together using few events. So people running multi-site ticketing services using Foo Events, for example, people um, selling tickets for track days, people selling tickets for karaoke bars, for tattoo artists. So it's essentially uh, not even what we designed it for, which was more for traditional events, conferences, workshops, that type of thing. People are using it for passes now. And uh, I think the reason is... um, because of its flexibility, you can basically uh, buy individual uh, few events plugins that you know add ex- um, different functionality to the core plugin, or you can buy the bundle, which allows you to do a lot of different things. Um, and as time has gone by, we've we've introduced the uh, free check-ins apps, which is also something that we feel gives us a big advantage. Native um, uh, event check-ins apps for uh, iOS and Android, which uh, are really cool, you know. They support QR codes and barcodes and allow um, event organizers to quickly scan in uh, attendees. And free themes. We've got free ticketing themes. So there's, yeah, there's quite a, a lot that comes with it. And then, of course, the the virtual event stuff is also something that I think is quite unique. I, I feel like our integration is is possibly one of the best with Zoom. And, um, and that's been incredibly popular um, over this past year. So I think as a platform, that's that's what makes Foo Events so special and it's, it's flexibility. So for a pretty low price, you could build an entire business around Foo Events if you've got a good idea. That's that's how we feel about it. And of course, it's all unlimited ticket sending and it's commission free. So, you know, when, when I, we compare competitors outside of the, the WordPress WooCommerce space like Eventbrite or some of those platforms, we find a lot of uh, people moving across um, to us, which is great because that means also uh, they, they're setting up WordPress and WooCommerce sites, you know, as opposed to just, say, using Eventbrite. And the main reason is it, it gets too expensive once you... You're selling a lot of tickets and uh, they're taking commission on your ticket sales. It really does eat into your profits. And some businesses have very small margins. So that's another benefit of the fixed costs. So, yeah, that would be uh, a few events. Um, 
On the food sales side, well, I think the fact that it's um, it's we've got native apps, um, you know, the iOS and, and Android apps are completely native and there's no bridging software or middleware, which is um, one of the, the, the biggest um, reasons why we, we launched Foo Sales was that there were other solutions. There was some kind of plugin that would sync different orders and products between WooCommerce and the payment system. Um, and that would cause a lot of problems for people. So the fact that it's all seamlessly integrated into WooCommerce, uh, so in real time, when you place a sale on Foo Sales, it deducts the inventory on your website, for example, creates the order in WooCommerce. That's very slick. Um, it works offline as well because it's app-based, so people can, you know, you can go into uh, the desert and uh have a you know have a party when the pandemic settles and be able to to sell t-shirts there you know with no internet access and then when you get back uh, home you can sync all your orders so I think that's a huge benefit um, and um, yeah and then a lot of the the other uh, solutions are only web based so you know that's another thing we, we have a web version as well as I mentioned but Really, we're seeing the biggest demands uh, with the apps uh, because of their flexibility and the, the user interface and the user experience and the ability to integrate with hardware. I think that's something else that, um, you know, we've already uh, integrated with the MPOP, which is a star cash register printer thing, um, which has been very popular. But we've, we've got a lot more integrations lined up and integrations with payment uh, systems as well, which is we're quite excited about. Yeah, I can attest to the, on the Foo event side of things, because I know that consultants and coaches that do bookings often will also do events, vice versa. I, when I was doing both coaching and consulting and events, I had a booking plugin and I had a events plugin and I had to have two systems, two separate things. And that, and at that point, nothing worked. This was before even Foo events came out and stuff and I had to yeah I there was something and it always drove me nuts because it was like I'd shift between those two a lot and I didn't have just one nice interface that I could depend on so that um yeah that is and a lot of times those booking things can come naturally with some kind of events whether they're either virtual or in person so yeah cool stuff for sure yeah, we could we could talk all about virtual events forever. I I think we maybe someday we'll actually remember this. Remember when all we talked about was virtual events, right? <laughs> it's definitely uh, one of the buzzwords of of twenty twenty. That's for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, this has been great, Colin. I I you know look forward to getting you on and you know hearing about the products and hearing a bit more about yourself and and. Uh, Mendel may be having a lingering thought there as well. Who knows? I don't know. I don't have any thoughts. <laughs> I, I think it's super cool to, uh, to hear about both of these products and, and kind of how, you know, there's so many companies that start as, a, as, as an agency and then uh, make their way to products. And it's cool because I, I think a lot of people um, that run agencies have these, these problems that they solve for customers and they may decide not to productize it. But when, when you get that request day after day, or if you see in the forums, um, you know, day after day that people have these needs, why not? Um, or at least try it out, you know, and if you don't have a good product market fit or something like that, then, 
you know, just abandoned and you still have your, your agency work. So I, I think it's cool to hear that story. Um, and, uh, and I, I, I think it's awesome that you're adapting in this, in, uh, in this weird, uh, business climate and uh it's it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure chatting um so where where can people find you if they have questions so they can either um find me on linkedin um at colin daniels or on twitter my handle is youngblood cool all righty with that bob take it away close us out I'm ready. <laughs> well, we'd like to thank our sponsors once again, moocommerce.com as we since we were talking about apps, yeah, check out their mobile app. I actually did add a product to my site although I'm not selling it, but I was able to add one quite easily and uh yeah, it was pretty cool, pretty slick. And of course, PayPal, check it out. Uh PayM4 that is the thing to do, you know. Um break down those payments Help your customers be able to buy even more on your site. So do check out paypal.com and check out the free extension, PayPal checkout extension on WooCommerce Marketplace. And just one last thing I just want to throw out there. WooCommerce Builder Global Meetup has officially launched. Uh, This is a new meetup that I'm putting together because I don't have enough things to do. So I thought, why not do something else? to bring this community together. That'll be starting in January, already discussing some great formats to that. You just go to the meetup.com, search for WooCommerce Builder Global Meetup, and yeah, join it, and you'll be seeing some diverse and interesting meetups on the way in the new year. So sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're there. You're there, right? You're doing it right now as we speak. I know you are. So you, by the time you get there, you'll see um, Mendel's little face there just smiling at you and he's, he's ready to go. So cool. We are, we are good to go. Um, Everybody have a uh, wonderful holiday season. And again, Colin, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me on the show.